from the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. And today we are once again our favorite time of the month, um, our segment with starting little ending big with our wonderful elementary school counselors. We have with us Elise Hansen and Gina James. Welcome, ladies, back to the show. Always lovely to have you. Good to be here. Yeah. So today we're going to be covering a topic that is seemingly complicated, but it is not. But a lot of people kind of stay away from it with the littles because it seems complicated. Intrinsic motivation. A, that's a big word. Intrinsic. Don't think I learned it till I was 20. Um, but what is intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation? Why is helping you know kids to discern that and to chase that good beneficial starting early on? Let's dive into it. Okay, so there's a huge difference between the two. Extrinsic means you're trying to drive their motivation with extrinsic rewarding. So you're giving them stickers, you're giving them treats. Intrinsic is the total opposite where you're driving that desire in them to want to do well. So we do it because it feels good and because that's what good people do and you're a good person. So you're helping them see and feel the reason that that they do things and that it's a healthy thing for them. And so, okay, so ex- extrinsic is meaning outside and intrinsic meaning inside. For I mean, for for those like me who need to dumb down even further, when I first learned people like extrinsic, intrinsic, those are weird words. Um, they're educational words, I guess. But inside versus outside. Now, why is extrinsic so easy? Because it is so easy to just like. Here, here's a here's a reward, here's a gummy, here's a toy, here's a something. Because extrinsic is like the a parent's ultimate double-edged sword. Bribery, essentially, is extrinsic motivation. If you do this, please, for the love of everything that is holy, I will give you the world. Please just do this one thing. You know, people say we don't negotiate with terrorists. I don't think they've had a toddler or an elementary <laughs> school student because sometimes it feels like you're just negotiating with with bribery. Why is that not an effective way? Well, when you're doing deal making, if you'll do this, then you're going to get this. It works. That's why parents do it. That's why even educators, we do it. It's because we get an immediately immediate response. Mm-hmm. The problem is they never do it for the right reason. Mm-hmm. They do it because I'm going to get the toy. I'm going to get the prize. I'm going to get the sticker. But they never develop in them that we do it because, you know, it's fun to learn. It, we do it because it feels good when I finish something. And so we get the short term of what we want, but it gives you no long-term benefit. And so when you're looking at education, there's nothing short-term about education. It's a long-term event that for, you know, if you look at even into college education, we're talking years and years before, um, you know, you want them to learn to, to love to learn for the right reasons. So it really, there's, that's the bottom line of it. It's easy. It's quick. We get what we want immediately. But again, there's just no long-term benefit of it. And in fact, a lot of the research says it actually does damage because really? you take something that they 
you know, they love and you're putting a price tag on it. And as soon as I'm going to behave, I'm going to behave for you. And so therefore you owe me something. I'm not going to behave because it's the right thing to do. Right. It kind of gives them the, like the concept of conditional love, conditional, you know, affection, acceptance, whatever it is versus we're unconditional. That's interesting. I've never thought about it like that before. So how can we teach these kids? To chase those intrinsic motivations versus extrinsic, because I feel like that that is a seemingly complicated spot where some people don't know because they assume kids can't think that deeply to try and teach them something like that. That's absolutely not true. You can teach a tiny little person that doesn't that feel good? Didn't that feel good to help that person? Doesn't that feel good when you finish that? The problem is as soon as we introduce extrinsic motivators, then we actually strip away that joy from them. And, you know, they 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 stop coloring or drawing or doing their ABCs because they think, oh, this is difficult and this is noteworthy. When the truth is, it's part of our curiosity. It's mm. part of who we are. And so when we start motivating them with things that, you know, we shouldn't be. We strip that from them. And it becomes a job instead of something cool that I love to do and I enjoy. There's so many studies on this that show, you know, kids could choose at recess to color and draw pictures. But as soon as they put a prize behind it, they literally stopped doing it. Because yeah. now something they wanted to do, it was something they were being, you know, rewarded for. and. They stopped doing it. Wow. Well, and I think we have to change our mindset. We yeah. talk about, well, school is a student's job and we get paid for our jobs. But even though that's their job, it's different. They're doing it right. for themselves. They're learning. They're growing. It's not it, It's not quite the same. Well, yeah. they're not coming to school for their mom and dad. They're not coming to school for their teacher. They're coming to school for them and for their life and their life successes. And, you know, I, we've seen incredible things. We do that at our school. We don't do extrinsic motivators. We do everything intrinsic. And it's been a huge shift. And yet I've watched some of these kids that, you know, have come in struggling. I had one little guy that we got in their previous school said we couldn't even get him to pick up his pencil without giving him a prize. And so I said to him, so it seems like you're struggling here. And he goes, yeah, my other school, they had to give me a lot of prizes to get me to do my stuff. And I just kind of looked at him and I said, well, we don't do that at our school. And he goes, what? And I said, we don't do that at our school. We actually work hard here because that's what good people do. And you're a good person. And his eyes got big and we literally have transformed him into a whole different kid. And it's cool to see them when they do it for the right reasons, they really take off. So what are some examples that you start to train kids to think intrinsically instead of extrinsically um, to get them to start to get in that habit of that mindset? What What are some exercises, lessons, things that you go through to help start that habit and thought process? Well, you think about what kind of a person you want to be and what do you need to do to be that person? What is it that you want and what are you willing to do to get what you want? I think when we... Be quiet. You're waking up action. 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. You heard that. Dang it. I'll cut it out. We're good. My boys are being loud and the baby's waking up. They're about, <laughs> it's about to go down. Continue, continue. Um, so when we give rewards for everything, it really is a form of manipulation and we're teaching them to manipulate and we need to be careful that we're not doing that. There, there are instances, uh, especially with some of our um, within special ed with some of our students where we might have to do some extrinsic to get them motivated, but we need to really wean them off quickly and not have it become a habit. Mm -hmm. And we even do, even in our special ed department, we do a lot of um, even not even extrinsic motivators as much as, you know, things like you can come and look at our turtle. You know, you can come and spend some time with the turtle or things like that so that it's not really all about them, but it's about a learning thing and that they can continue to grow. It really is a shift. It's a mind shift that has to happen. You know, we spend... Kind of starts with the adults. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Like the driver of it will be the teacher, the parents. Um, you know, there's just so much to it. And yet... I've seen firsthand the difference it makes for kids, and it's amazing. Um, when you ask what activities you do, well, you're you're looking for things to. The problem in our society is we do a lot of oh, good job, good job, good job, good job, mm -hmm. but we don't put any merit behind it. So you have right. all these kids sitting there going, "Oh, this is awesome! All I have to do is breathe, and I'm getting my good jobs." Right. Mm. The thing is, you want to look for things that took hard work and mental toughness. Those are the two things that you try to focus on. And when you see something that for them was hard, you say things like, man, you are a thinker on that. That was pretty awesome. Right. Or you say things like, whoa, you worked hard on that. But you stay away from doing things like, oh, my word, you got 100%. Instead of saying the grade, you say, Looks like to me, you worked really hard on that. I bet that feels good that you worked so hard. That's I true. love Com complimenting the intrinsic versus the extrinsic. Because mm -hmm. the intrinsic is the fact that you worked hard. The intrinsic is the fact that you put your all in it versus that the the final result, the outward result, the grade, the whatever it might be. Um, right. And as we you compliment those things, that's what they chase after. That's yeah. where they go. Oh, that's the good thing. And that good thing will result in good out extrinsic things. Mm -hmm. Inward extrinsic inward motivations always result in positive extrinsic outward results. You right. want to help them recognize that, recognize that feeling inside. Mm -hmm. And I'll say to kids, I'll even, you know, put my hand on my chest and be like, can you feel that? Can you feel that? Doesn't that feel good to you? And you'll see some of them processing it. They're looking at you like, and I said that one day in a class, you know, it doesn't feel good. Can you guys feel that? And the one little kid said, yeah, it's your heart. It's your heart. You're feeling your heart. And I thought, you know what? Really, they're starting to figure out those feelings that you feel good about who you are or what you're doing or the direction you're going. It has nothing to do with I'm going to get paid off with a sticker or and so, you know, we transformed our school to this. We're on our sixth year and it's oh, wow. been amazing what it really has done for the teachers and the kids everybody's right. happier everybody's more relaxed it it just feels good to everyone because it's more natural 
It's stimulative mm-hmm. bribery. It's it's manipulative. It's trying to get a kid to do something, but you're not doing it in a natural way. There's mm-hmm. nothing genuine about it. Mm-hmm. And so it really does cause a lot of dissonance in teachers and in, you know, that they know what they're doing doesn't feel right. Yeah. Well, you actually get more teaching time when you don't have to do all of those extrinsic fluffy things. Right. <laughs> when, you're, when you're not negotiating and having a standoff and a power struggle. So I want to share uh, what I use is I'll say I noticed or I like how that helps me get more descriptive. And then when you say I noticed, that's also a way to connect with the students. They can't argue it with you. So if you say, wow, you're a great drawer. Instead, I would say, oh, I noticed you enjoy drawing horses. They, they can't argue that with me. And then they start to think, oh, she noticed me. So not only does it help with that intrinsic motivation, it also helps to create connection. Mm-hmm. And connection, connection is what fosters, you know, growth and, and like confidence, right? Because they have someone that they feel, I mean, they just feel connected to the school, whether it be, you know, with a teacher, with people, peers, whatever it might be, connection fosters growth, safety, all those other things. And so, I mean, it's, I like the mind shift of it. And mm-hmm. how do you get adults on board with this shift? Because it's one thing teaching it in your own little <laughs> counseling corner, but how do you get an entire school to to get on board with this? Where does that start? Because when you, we well, so I'll let Gina explain what she's done, but we had an experience this year where we, this is just our second year doing it. And we got a new specials teacher Mm -hmm. and we hadn't done the training with her like we should have. And she started giving prizes to one student at the end of the class. (laughs) And it seems like every day that we had that special, there was someone in the hallway crying because they didn't get the prize. And then one day we had a student who needed to leave early, but was so panicked about leaving early because they were going to be giving out a prize. And what if they were the person that was supposed to get the prize that day? Oh my goodness. So, you know, it really can backfire, even though we think, oh, this will be such a fun thing as I teach this class and this will motivate the kids to be good. It, it just, backfires. Well, it, it just causes a lot of drama that it really does. is unnecessary or healthy for the kids. Um, yeah, we we occasionally have things like that, which we never do it at our school. And so, you know, and and as we have even subs come in, we actually give them a paper that says, hey, just so you know, that's how we run things at our school. But how do you get it going? It, it takes work. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we, our first year, I introduced it. I did 12 intensive trainings with the teachers throughout the year. We still on a continual basis review about four times a year. We talk about different parts of it to make sure that they're doing it and keeping, you know. And so that. is that like staff meetings led by the counselors? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so does that start with like getting the admin on board to let you oh, yeah. do that That's with the huge. whole everything? My admin has been amazing with all this um, and understands it. I mean, the admin has to understand it first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I also train the kids in the classroom on it, but I also do parent trainings on it. So they understand what we're doing at our school and, you know, that can help them too. So it, there is a lot to it. You kind of have right. to keep going. It's easy to fall back into your old ways. 
Right. It's easy to fall back to the quick and easy fix, which is here's your treat. Here's right. your toy. Here's your, but it's much more difficult to keep this higher level. It really is taking the higher road, which in the long run will give the kids so much more success. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I love it. I'm dedicated to it. These kids are going to be our future. Yeah. We want good, healthy, strong kids. We don't want them motivated by, you know, only driven by money. They'll never find happiness there. We want them driven by what makes them happy, which is I'm a great person. I'm doing good things for this world. I love that, that comes through intrinsic motivation. I love that. That is Well, so and cool. some people might say, well, if you take those things out, how do you have fun? But you can still have celebrations. Right. And when we did our college and career awareness week before this, if the students dressed up on a dress up day, they could get a ticket for a drawing or um, if the teacher noticed something that had to do with college and career awareness, they'd put the student's name on a ticket and put it in. Well, with doing this, we just put every student's name in for the drawing. And then we would draw out, you know, and we we just had our conference. And so I went around to the venues and and found, okay, what have you got that the kids would love for our drawing? And stick it in my bag and and we draw out those fun things. So it's still fun, but everyone has the opportunity. Mm -hmm. I love that. You do lots of fun things with them, but you don't single them out. You say, you know, oh, we need to celebrate. Right. Intrinsic can be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you still have your science fairs and history fairs. You know, you have certain things where you have winners and losers. Right. We're not getting rid of competition in life. We're just teaching kids to chase things for the right reasons. Yeah. Even even in sports, yes, we're competing to win, but it's because we want to win. It's because we want that feeling of accomplishment. It's not because we specifically want the win, the scoreboard to look a certain way on that specific game. It's because you have that natural competitive drive inside to achieve, to do well, because you want to. Um and when there's intrinsic motive in athletes, even they perform better than yeah. ones who are motivated by just the outward result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, this has been so good. I hope you guys listening. It, it, it at least sparks a, a, a conversation, a thought to change the way you might operate as a counseling team to propose and think about and research ways that you can propose to admin to changes that you might think as a whole school so that you can change the way you function you know, as an entire student body, because as we can see from the stories that Elise and especially Gina have depicted, it can totally change the entire outlook of an entire school body, student body, staff, everybody, um, based on how you make that mind shift. So, wow, this has been great, ladies. Thank you so much for coming on today. This has been so fun. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of The Sounding Board and this segment of Starting Little, Ending Big. If you guys have any questions, you can always reach out and ask us. We're happy to help wherever we can. Our contact will be in the podcast description below. We just had conference. Hope you guys all loved it so much. If you have any suggestions for how we can improve, please let us know. Hope you all have a wonderful day, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email thesoundingboard at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. 
Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.